This is episode 605 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, March 22nd, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Rico, Blood Waves, probably some more Apex Legends, and, of course, more random movies. But before I get to all that, I want to touch upon a bit of news, not gaming-related, but it is something that was announced in a tweet, I guess? I found out about it through a Discord channel I'm a part of, but Apple announced the new AirPods, which aren't all that new or special. The big change in this update is the addition or the ability to buy them with a wireless charging case, which I don't see the appeal of. Wireless charging seems fine and all that, but I'm not going to pay $40 more for a wireless charging case. Uh, especially when I don't already own a wireless charging base or something that I would need to charge it. So it would cost so much more and I don't have anything else that would wireless charge. So it's not really uh, worth it. And also, I don't see why it's so difficult for people to plug things in. Um, Wireless charging only makes sense to me if I have a desk that the entire surface of the desk is a wireless charging thing and I could just put something on it anywhere. If it still needs a little base, a little cradle or something, what's the point? I have a I have a lightning cable or whatever the hell those stupid things are called for the Apple products uh, right next to my desk. It's under a different table and it's through a little space so that it's just there when I need to charge my iPad, my iPhone or my AirPods. Very simple. It's not hard. It's very convenient. I, I, I'm not going to pay 40 bucks more regardless of whether I had a, a charging base or whatever you need. Uh, so uh, the, the thing that concerned me at first, though, was that I thought you can only get it with this cha- uh, with the case. I, I saw the $200 price tag. And I'm like, is it $40 more just because it's got this case in it? I don't want this case. Can I get it without the case? I don't think it can. And then I saw that no. The, the 160 model wasn't just the last year version, but the, the new one without that special case. So that's nice. It comes with battery, battery, better battery life, I guess. Uh, I've never really timed it, but this says up to, I think, five hours listening time, three hours talk time, and maybe, I don't know what the original was. Maybe it was three hours listening time. Uh, 15 minutes gets you three hours for quick charging as opposed to the five minute for like 95% on the old ones, which would have given you what, two hours or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not a huge change. They didn't add an, an additional color. A lot of people thought they were going to add black or something along those lines. Uh, but they didn't. So this is really looking like what would be in the iPhone uh, realm of things, an S or even a C uh, to to make it even less uh, significant, uh, given that it's it's really just wireless charging case and a what have you, a f- you know some more battery time. Uh, I don't think there was any other change. I don't think they shortened the the bit with the mic in it and all that, which bothers some people. Uh, They always thought that looked 
kind of tacky and just stood out. I don't think they look bad at all. But uh, the only reason I ended up buying a pair is because I'm giving my old set to my dad. And that's a good enough excuse for me to get these. Because, uh, you know, my original AirPods aren't dying on me quickly or anything. They still have a really good charge and all that. So there's not much reason other than, oh, now my dad can use this with his Apple TV, his iPod, uh, his iPad, etc. So, yeah. Uh, it was exciting that they finally announced them. And then when I found out what the changes were, I was like, oh, if they did have a different color, I might have picked them up, but I don't have a problem with the white. I think the white looks pretty good for earbuds. Um, if they if they had red ones, because I would assume if they had colors, they would have black, and then they would have red for the that red charity thing. I mean, they could have rose gold and just gold gold, but that would gold earbuds would look pretty ridiculous. So would rose gold, kind of, I guess. I guess rose gold would appeal to some people, but I think gold would just be way too gaudy and nasty. Uh, but yeah, new earpods are out, and they're available everywhere at this point, I would think. At least they, they showed up on Best Buy the following day after the announcement. I'm curious if anyone actually knew this was going to happen. Or half was just like, you know what? This is not significant. Let's just dump it. We're going to announces when we were going to really push wireless charging, but since that fell through or maybe that happened now, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. New AirPods, which are very similar to the the old AirPods. Uh, in addition to the changes in terms of battery life, I think the case, or maybe it's just the wireless case, is different in that the light that tells you how much battery life is left in the case and, and the, the the buds inside is on the outside of the case but I don't know if that's just the wireless charging case or, or not probably that'd be a way to distinguish between the two uh, but yeah I I, I I think $40 more for that or you could buy it separately and I guess it would fit the old buds I don't know about that but uh, you can buy it separately if you want it later down the line for $80 I think but it's just why you don't need it if you think you want it, you don't want it. Don't get it. Anywho, so I've been playing a few games besides Apex Legends. Not much of them, because both of them suck, which isn't that surprising, I guess. But I always want to give as many games as I can a shot. I, I think it's worth giving games that may look like they're not going to be great a shot, because they can surprise you, and people put a lot of time and effort into them. You know, it's not fun talking about games that aren't great because people did work hard on them even though you or I or anyone might think otherwise you know if you tried making a game you I'm talking to you you probably wouldn't be able to come anywhere near the 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 crap that these actual people have put out there uh, because it's still you know it's not easy to make a game that just functions and works uh, so that's something uh, and these games I'm going to talk about aren't terrible terrible but the the most important part of a game the, the feel of it is where they lack the most and that 
is something that makes whatever uh, the rest of the game is not matter. Not that the rest of the game in either is all that great either. Uh, so the first one I'll talk about is Rico, which is a single player or co-op game where you play as one of four cops. And the main story mode thing is procedurally generated and you follow a path that has, uh, has multiple branches so you can choose which way you progress towards your ultimate goal of taking down the big bad uh, that is just procedurally generated like I said and the way these levels work is that you start off a bunch of closed doors you break down a door and it initiates a slowdown mode uh, like in the Call of Duty games when you breach uh, you know, it's it's trying to portray that element of surprise you have when you bust down a door. And you have, whatever, a few seconds of slowdown to take down all the enemies before they start attacking in real time. And you just keep doing this. It's very bloody, and the physics can be kind of amusing in just how things move around. Visually, one, it's, it's cel-shaded. But it still doesn't look that great resolution-wise. It looks like it's 720p, um, if that. Uh, you know, but who knows? They can mask stuff with cell shaded. But the the feel of it is really bad, and the look of it, in a way, I'm sure if I put them side by side, they wouldn't look anything alike. Uh, one not being cell shaded or anything, but. Thinking about it now, Rico reminds me a lot in terms of feel as well, and just because that game wasn't great, but it reminds me of Postal 2, uh, which isn't a good thing if you've played Postal 2. I did, uh, and I, I liked Postal, the first one. Uh, I thought it was a fun enough anarchy game. You know, that one was more in the vein of like State of Emergency, and then Postal 2 was more trying to be controversial and just make you know the most heinous things you could do and, and whatnot and, and be funny when it wasn't because uh, Postal 2 was a post 9-11 game as well I think and there were a lot of things around the, about that in, in a way uh, and America things and whatever this isn't Postal 2 though Postal 3 came out on PC I think and I have it. And then I, th I think they removed it from the store at some point. It should still be in my library, though. I'm not sure. And I think they were working on console ports of Postal 3 that never ended up happening. This, this is how much I enjoyed Rico. I'm talking about if a game can make me start talking about and in a way reminiscing about the Postal series, that's not a good sign. But I played through it a bit, uh, a few times, and it just feels terrible. The shooting feels horrible. I upped the sensitivity all the way, uh, which made it feel a little bit better, but it still doesn't feel that great. And the level design and the way it's all set up is so boring in how repetitive it is, which is to be expected given that it's procedurally generated and all that but even so it just got tiring way too fast to just constantly break down a door go into slowdown time uh, take down the enemies 
if there are any left, mop them up and then move on to the next door that I break down and do the same thing. And then the next one and then the next one. And in these levels, you might be destroying some kind of hardware, collecting things, getting evidence, what have you. And, and then you leave and that's it. It's it's a very boring game that doesn't feel good and it's disappointing in that I, I think conceptually it's interesting, uh, this idea of playing as a cop and having procedurally generated cases that you can play through and it's always somewhat different, but in execution it doesn't come together in any way. Uh, they say in the game that you can I don't know if it's just by leveling up you're able to upgrade characters or something but I in, at no point found a way to change my weapon to, to get an, an additional weapon in between stages and what have you and I thought they said I could but I tried to find a way to do it and it wouldn't show up anywhere and it's frustrating that you have a pistol, and that's all you have at the very beginning of this the bit, and that you are taking down enemies who use shotguns, uh, and maybe, I don't know if there are any Uzis or anything like that early on, but you're taking down enemies who have pistols and shotguns, and when you walk over a shotgun, you just get ammo for your pistol, which sucks. I would like to actually be able to pick up that shotgun and use it, as opposed to it just being blanket ammo for my pistol. Uh, but regardless, it feels like crap. It doesn't look that great. And it's just boring to play. And then there's Blood Waves, which is a horde mode game where you're playing as a Laura Croft type. And when I say Laura Croft type, I mean it's Laura Croft without the name. If you look at the character, it's just Laura Croft. And you're taking on hordes of zombies as they're coming through four doors in this circular environment. When you finish a wave, you go behind this statue thing and you can buy new weapons, buy traps, upgrade your character, upgrade weapons, and buy more ammo uh, and, and maybe something else. And that's all the game is. So it's just waves with blood. And again, it doesn't feel great. The shooting controls, it's a third-person shooter, uh, Rico's first-person shooter. The shooting is very floaty. Uh, it's the little big planet of shooters. Um, and the enemies aren't all that interesting. Eventually, they'll add in special zombies that spit acid or stuff like that. But overall, they're just coming at you at a moderate pace. And you start off with a pistol and a knife. And it's it's really boring. Uh, the thing I do appreciate about it is that you can reload while rolling or sprinting. That doesn't cancel the, the reload uh, animation or anything like that. So I like that. Uh, but what I hate is that headshots do some more damage. A little bit more damage. But... I think they should just kill these enemies, at least the, the weaker base ones right off the bat. I hate that they don't because given how shitty it feels and how bad the controls are, landing a headshot I think should be rewarded more than it is. Uh, you can 
accidentally hit uh, the head plenty of times, but it just, it doesn't feel great. It looks not great. I mean, it looks like a budget-ass budget title. It's, I believe, from Sometimes You, that publisher, uh, which doesn't have a great track record. This is what... I will say this is one of their better games. It's not that it's terrible. It just doesn't do anything to stand out and and the controls really hurt it a lot, you know. It's not an expensive game. Most of their games are usually pretty cheap, so you know, it's not like they're making you pay 20 bucks for games like this. Uh but I I wish it was better. Um because I'm I'm all for a game that is just a simple horde mode. I, you know I I don't need a lot of bells and whistles. Let me shoot enemies, and all that, and I'll be fine. But when the game is so simple, and the the mechanic is just shooting enemies, and there's not much else to it other than you know sprinting around, dodging, and using the knife if you want. Uh, if the shooting doesn't feel good, it doesn't matter if the rest of the game is okay. You know, that that key component being bad makes everything else not matter. So I played through it a few, uh, like five waves before dying. And I just ended up getting overwhelmed and then I got surrounded and couldn't jump out or roll out of the way. Uh, it's, it is what it is, which is nothing special. And then, of course, still playing Apex Legends. I'm at around a level 11 or 12 with the battle pass. And I am just, I am so thankful that you get that bonus XP because I just, I, I don't see how it would be possible for me or most people to reach level 100 or 110 without that bonus XP every week. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to maxing out three characters, so I should. Yeah, I, I was a little worried that maybe that XP would you'd reach that bonus quickly with all the characters, but it seems to be fine. So I, I'm I'm happy about that because it means I should be able to hit level 100, uh, which I want to. And if you're wondering, you would get enough Apex coins to buy the next season if you didn't spend them on uh apex packs or anything like that so you you if you are a hardcore apex legends player and you play a lot um then you after buying in this first time you should be able to just get the next pass for free from here moving forward unless they change the rewards in the next one but at least with this one it's set up that way and it also should be easier to level up the battle pass as you play more and more because I'm seeing my next reward is bonus 25% bonus XP for the, the battle pass XP. And they have multiple uh, rewards of this which stack. So that's good uh, if, if my assumption is right and, and how I read it or I, I may have been interpreting it wrong. Um, but I'm still loving the game. I've won with six legends. I need to win with two more to get that achievement. I'm going to lose my mind 
just trying to get that stupid legendary armor and helmet together. I hate that achievement so much. They need to put more of those. Uh, they should just have like a legendary armor helmet weekend where they are way more uh, in abundance. Because <laughs> that fucking achievement is trash. I can't believe 7% of people who have played the game actually have it. I think that number should be way lower. Where are these people getting it? I never, I never find them together. There's not even a case where me and a teammate have it, and we could just say, hey, drop that helmet, let me wear it. Then I'll, I'll drop my armor and the helmet. You can wear it. We can all get the achievement together. That's how it should work. That's probably, that's probably why 7% of people have it, because they do that together, I'm assuming. But uh, Apex Legends continues to be wonderful. I, I do hate playing with new, 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 new players who don't understand anything about how the game works and aren't using a mic or anything that would allow me to communicate with them or not listening so that I can tell them or give them some advice. Specifically, if you're playing as a lifeline, you want the ultimate accelerants. If I ping an ultimate accelerant and you don't say I got it and pick it up, you're doing it wrong. You're just you're doing it wrong. If you're playing as Pathfinder and you're not ever, if we're in the vicinity of one of those little radar things that allows you to find the next circle, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Um, yeah, if you're playing as Gibraltar. You're doing it wrong. Don't play as Gibraltar. He's terrible. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone moves quickly except Gibraltar. Even Caustic, who's the other big boy. He moves fast. But when I play as Gibraltar, I feel slow as fuck and I hate it. He's the worst and I need to get a win with him. And I hate that. I just want to get that win already. I need to get a win with him and Wraith. The two shittiest characters in the entire game. If you're playing as Bloodhound, you're doing it wrong. Because I'm supposed to be playing as Bloodhound. I'm Bloodhound. Don't touch my mane. You dirty, 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 bad person. Bloodhound is so great. But yeah, I'm wondering what they're going to be doing with future updates. Especially with adding things to the, the Apex packs and things you can unlock. I'm assuming... At some point, they're going to add uh, trackers for individual weapons so that they don't just have how many kills you've gotten with an assault rifle or a sniper rifle, etc. They'll just have how many kills you've had with a Havoc, how many kills you've had with a pistol. I may have already said this. I don't know. Uh, and I'm, I'm really hoping that in a future update, sooner than later, they actually give us a stats menu where we can just look at our stats across the board and that it's really in-depth and... We can look at our stats per character, but also overall. So I, I'd like to be able to see without having to go to every single character page and look at the number of kills I got with them and then add them up myself. I'd like to know how many kills I have in total across all characters, how many games I've played total across all characters, how many wins I have, how many top three finishes, um, you know, how much of this I've done, how much damage I've done, etc. I, I want 
I want a really detailed stats page uh, at some point. But yeah, that's Apex Legends. Are you surprised I'm still talking about it? Well, you shouldn't be. And you shouldn't be Monday when I talk about it some more. Because I'm definitely going to talk about it some more. Uh, anywho, moving on to movies. I was watching some Terry Gilliam stuff. And I realized that post Monty Python, I don't really care for him. I watched The Fisher King maybe a month ago or so. And that one was okay, but I never have to watch it again. I, I didn't enjoy it all that much, but it was whatever. It's like a two-star movie. Uh, forgettable. Uh, and disappointing, because I really like Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams, but I think that was one of the weakest Jeff Bridges roles I've seen. And Robin Williams was alright, but it's definitely not one of his strong roles either. Uh, and then I watched, I tried watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas again, and I made it about as far as I did the first time. That is just a miserable mess of a movie. That's just, ugh. I just can't. I can't take it. And I can't take Johnny Depp, one of the most overrated actors ever. He's, and the thing about him is that he, even when he's good, it seems like he goes after in his younger days too, would go after roles where he knows he would stand out a lot, even if the, the, the rest of the movie suffered for it. He would pick a role where it's like, I can really stand out with this. I can do some crazy things with this. And people will notice me, and then I'll overshadow the rest of the movie. And wouldn't that be great for me? It's, it's not. And then I watched Brazil. And what I think about Brazil is I'm not yet ready to make a final conclusion on this because i was watching it and early on i'm thinking this is just a bunch of stupid nonsense i hate this what the hell is going on i don't get any of it then i'm watching more of it and i'm thinking to myself there 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 might be something here hmm i was watching more i'm like i i don't know what to think about this movie anymore except i need to start it again from the beginning and when I'm ready to watch it, I need to give it all of my attention. Because it is not a movie that you can give some of your attention to, or even most of it. You can't give 95, I don't even think you can give 90, no, 99% of your attention to Brazil. It needs the full 100, so that you can really follow what the fuck is going on. Because uh, I think if I, if I do that, I may actually enjoy it. Because there are moments and stuff in there I, I really liked, but I wasn't giving it all my attention. Uh, and it suffered for that. But out of his movies, I haven't watched it in a few years, but the only one I genuinely like post uh, Monty Python of the ones I've seen is 12 Monkeys. I really enjoy that movie. Uh, the Brothers Grimm is... Maybe the weirdest in that it just it's a, it's a Terry Gilliam movie that I forget is a Terry Gilliam movie, and then the other one I've seen of the bunch is the imaginary the one that was made uh, with Heath Ledger when he passed, and then they got a bunch of other actors to I think it just changed that movie a lot and 
who knows what it would have been if Heath Ledger didn't die. Um, but I also think Gilliam is much better as a director when he's making stuff he didn't write. He's a very visual director, and I think in his writing he even emphasizes that more, and it just it can hurt pictures that, that he's making. Uh, I also watched, what is it, uh, Red River, John Wayne, Western, which was fun because John Wayne's a piece of shit in it, and it's fun to just be able to hate John Wayne and for it to make sense. Because I don't, I'm not a John Wayne fan in general. My favorite John Wayne movie is the, what is it, Stagecoach? Because that's when he was still younger and not so John Wayney. And I'm not a big fan of the John Wayne, John Wayne uh, stuff. Even though I like some of his older things, quote unquote older. Uh, I like The Quiet Man. That's a solid movie, but it's a romance, so I'm inclined to like it. Uh, and I, I enjoyed Rio Bravo. Though, he's probably the weakest part of it. I, I like Dean Martin in that, and uh, well, I can't. For, I never remember his name, but the comedy relief old man who's also in Red River. You know, The Searchers is good. Cowboys is all right, uh, but I'm not a huge John Wayne fan. Uh, Red River was okay, except the end is absolute shit. You know, you have. John Wayne uh, getting, uh, he's just being a real stubborn piece of crap. Then when he's going to hang two men who abandon the post, because it's a movie about taking a, a big group of cattle to Missouri, I think is the original destination, uh, to get some money because they're uh, strapped for cash. And John Wayne and the people he's hired are taking everyone's cattle. Um, so that it can, you know, just one group can deal with the the hardship of the trip. And uh, when a few men try to leave, first uh, some are just being hostile and they shoot three of them and kill them. And then two leave in the middle of the night, take a few uh, of the supplies and whatnot. Eventually they find him and John only wants to hang him, but his... So his son-like uh, employee who he cares for won't let him, uh, takes away his gun and everything, and takes control of the group from him, makes their way to a different uh, location because it would be a safer trip and all that. And uh, John Wayne gets a bunch of people together so that he can come and get his revenge and kill the kid. Uh, and then it ends... With them getting into a fight, but then a woman who was introduced maybe like 20 minutes earlier gets all angry and upset because she's fallen in love with the kid and she tries to get John Wayne to not hurt him. And then she gets into a little uh, fit and yells at them and then all's good. They're like, you know what? It's all right. I don't need to kill you anymore. Okay. Now, instead of it just being my John Wayne, you know, instead of it just being my ranch and everything, I'm going to add your name, your initial to it, and we can live happily ever after. <laughs> it's just like, okay. You know, we were getting ready for a big climax, and they were beating the shit out of each other until the point where this woman shot off a gun, yelled at them, and then uh, 
everything was okay. So that's that's great. Um, I watched Broken Flowers again, which is a Jim Jarmusch movie. Who's great? He's great at making mundane movies that would probably bore most audiences, but making them in a way that at least I find very engaging and interesting to watch. I'm never bored watching his movies, despite how boring they really are. When you step back and look at what's happening, he's the same person who did Patterson, I believe, and Ghost Dog, uh, Night of something and the mystery train and a bunch of other things i think he did coffee and cigarettes as well um but this is a a movie from i don't know maybe 20 years ago at this point i don't know how long ago it is but it's with bill murray who gets a letter from an anonymous past lover that he has a son and that he his son may try and find him, and she just felt like warning him, but she didn't leave her name or anything. So his friend who's in the detective novels and stuff like this wants to try and find out who it was and makes him an itinerary and all this stuff to send him on a trip to meet a bunch of his past lovers and see if he can find clues as to who uh, wrote the letter and who is the mother of this potential uh, child that exists. And so he just goes around and you know, reminisce to some extent with a bunch of past lovers. And I I really liked it, uh, again. I remember liking it when I first saw it, uh, but the only thing I actually remembered about it specifically was the the part where a uh, the, the first past lover that he goes to see, only her daughter's home at the time, and she's in a bathrobe. She invites him in, you know, then the phone rings, she takes it, she leaves, and he's just sitting down in the living room or whatever. Then she walks back in, still talking on the phone, like picks up something or whatever, but the entire time she's naked. Uh, full, full on naked, front, frontal and all that. And I remember watching it because I was, you know, uh, I guess I would probably be around, depending on when he came out, 18 or whatever. And I just was like, oh, this is, this is weird. Uh, which he thought as well, uh, um, but I, I really like it. <laughs> um, not, not I, I'm not saying I really like the fact that she was naked. I'm just saying I liked the, the movie. I was reiterating that point about the movie. But uh, other than that, oh yeah, I also watched this morning the favorite, and I really liked the favorite, which is the. The most recent movie from the guy who did The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer, which makes him two for three for me because I really like The Lobster. I thought Killing of a Sacred Deer was terrible. Uh, so this is two for three, which is nice, and it's, it's very good. I really liked it. If you're somebody who looks at it and thinks, oh, period piece, not my jam, it is not that type of period piece. Uh, it's very mean. Uh, cruel, funny, and delightful in a very weird way. Uh, very nasty. In a way, it reminds me of a simple favor, 
just because you have two female characters uh, battling each other, you know, not not like with their fists or anything, but with their wits and and whatnot. Uh, but this one is just way better. You know, simple favor started off so well, and then after about the first thirty minutes, I really started to lose interest. But uh, I, I was very pleasantly surprised by the favorite. It's very good. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's a good place to end this here episode. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Ugenez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there, along with anime reviews if you so choose. And there should be a, a bunch of anime reviews coming in coming up very soon as this season is coming to a close. I'm still going back and forth as to whether or not I'm going to start that anime podcast. Uh, it's just been very, very busy that it's... I just haven't had the time to do it. But uh, on the anime front, I'm going back and forth as to whether or not I should start either Naruto or One Piece. Uh, I think both are a bad idea. Anywho, if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a Wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.